Welcome. And welcome to a uh, well, another bit a bit this a bit experimental for the Frankenstein's role playing podcast. I think as I've said now, uh previously in, in the main series, uh in the main episodes, but also uh you'll you'll hear it again stressed uh in this Mitch's corner. <laughs> uh I'm very, very keen to make sure that uh, Paul is happy because I'm I'm conscious that Liminal is his his baby and we don't want to do something that would uh, in any way tarnish what is uh, it's continually extraordinarily high standard of work so <laughs> the fool uh these will be uh maybe not every single episode the absolute idea would be for paul to be there and then maybe at the end of it we'll have a, a sort of a mitch's corner but uh, what we will do is we'll, uh, when he can't make the main episodes, we'll have these sort of consultancy bits and I'll update him. And then uh, we all get to hear uh, some of his thinking as well, which is good. quite like the idea that in the first one he couldn't quite make the episode, which is, I think, made it probably a little bit more interesting. People a little bit more free flow, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, again, he's made time to uh, to talk to us, which is fantastic. And I hope you enjoy this Uh the very, uh, the very oddest of exercises gets another twist. <laughs> Could easily be construed as odd. So welcome to Mitch's Corner. I hope you enjoy this and I'll see you in the next big episode. And again, cannot tell you how grateful I am that everybody does keep uh, keep downloading, keep talking about us. It's, uh, I think this is going to be good fun, this series. I really do. So thank you and uh, see you soon. Hello and welcome to what we're going to be calling Mitch's Corner. Well, thank you, Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, blimey. So uh, we, we should we should put in the uh, the proviso or the caveat, if you like, that you haven't seen the episode. <laughs> and how yeah. bonkers it is. It's not bonkers, that's not fair. But it is a bit sort of... Uh, Different. It, it is, I'm not entirely sure what I was expecting. I think I was sort of expecting a fairly sort of, you know, pedestrian kind of uh, conversation. You know, oh, well, well, what might we do? Instead, it was, no, this is it. Happy well, days. We're it. We're in. Lay it on me, Dave. I'm not hungover like last time we spoke. <laughs> good, good. So, <laughs> so we started, so we were looking at two things, really. The first was, um, sort of trying to put a, a, a background together for a um, for the campaign. So something that you could uh, you could see as a sort of a fairly not, not linear, but you know, there's a, a, a kind of a start point. Yeah, and the sort of what the, back, the, the back story of everything that's going on, that sort of thing. Exactly that. Yeah, but but leaving enough that actually the the subsequent groups can then add to the the bones of that. Sounds fantastic. And it's good to actually do this whole thing of, you know, creating a bit of setting material to go along with it. That's a perfect thing to yeah, do. Yeah. And then and then the other bit was about the big bad. So who actually is behind all of this? You see, and knowing this is... the people involved, I'm speculating Tory politician. <laughs> well, a, a certain member for Somerset may have come up on more than one occasion. <laughs> Is it North Somerset? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever the madness took them. So, 
So we had, unfortunately, uh, Mark was due to be on, Mark from Champions. Uh, he, he had to cry off at the last minute, which is a real, real shame. Um, so there was Quite myself. Yeah. There was myself, Nook, uh, Ralph, uh, Ralph, okay. Martin G, Martin Storage Bod Martin, Martin mm-hmm. Glassborough, and then Martin C, Martin Cookson, and him Cookie123. Yeah. So I, I they're, opened... they're, all, they're all sound people. I'm sure they won't have come up with anything insane. Not insane, just just sort of like wow. <laughs> That's interesting. So I, I started off. My my pitch was. I wanted there to be a sort of, a, sort of a, a backdrop of of the environment in there, so that you could kind of lay across, you know, uh, what's happening in the real world, and uh, the ideal was somebody is trying to es- essentially make the human race extinct, and that it, it starts off very in a comparatively mundane way of you know genetically modified crops and issues and blah blah blah, uh, and then it very quickly sort of. Uh, should then sort of take people through other sort of ecological disasters and things potentially, mm-hmm. uh, but they are, they are contacted by Heroward the the Wake. Now he's contacted by Heroward the Wake because he's obliged to the Green Man who hid him in the fens, Willie Willie the Conqueror. You see, so there was a I was trying to sort of figure out a way of, of making this happen. So you kind of have a little bit of a an obligation that comes down to you via the. Uh, as it as it ends up, the sodality, you know, with the uh, with the vampire, obviously Heroin the Wake being high up in the vampire bit, and so, also of course the vampires would not want humans extinct because they're protecting their food stuff. Yes, fantastic. So I have to say, I kind of didn't think of that bit. <laughs> <laughs> However, one of the others did. I think I think it might have been Nook, but or maybe Ralph actually. Anyway. Then, oh no, I'll, Nook went next, but I'll come back to him. I'll come back to him. Ralph. Ralph was really looking for a sort of a, a liminal Sweeney. Clearly, the opportunity to go, you, know, you slag, you know, yeah. get the coat you're nicked. Was, it, it was, was liminal too- 70s ought to be a one shot somewhere with that, <laughs> surely. <laughs> well, interestingly. Yeah, but he was he was looking at like a a police procedural, and then a, cons, cons, a sort of a conspiracy at the back of that, uh, that sort of left lots of uh, uh, breadcrumbs and things. But a little bit like a sort of a, an X Files in the Fey realm was where he was looking. So, but it was essentially it was hunting down these sort of you know the world of darkness, which was which is good, it's very good, but and and actually would have laid. A basis for then subsequent people to then flesh that bit out. Then we had Martin Glassborough. Now Martin, Martin, <laughs> Martin pitched his opening uh, segment. His opening segment is: uh, you're called into this uh, very prestigious London uh, offices. And it looks like it's a, a, a some sort of maybe it's a management consultancy or perhaps a financial consultancy. You know, dark oak everywhere around, <laughs> and you're all sitting around. And then, out of the corner, there blinks into existence somebody with a machine gun who just guns down this this sort of a, a few of these the board members of this 
city consultancy <laughs> who potentially been round from you know Tudor times and then of course it all unravels so he was saying uh that you would you would then start working for this consultancy firm somebody has betrayed or or, or, or they've been betrayed or they have betrayed somebody else um and and the idea is that you you start off by going through this uh, investigation but gradually you have to ask yourself are we the baddies which is very good so it was a sort of the idea was it was a trading company and like an international international cartel so i have to tell you i have to tell you who the big bad is because otherwise it would spoil it okay yeah, so so later on if you're paying to play please stop the podcast probably a bit earlier actually but exactly yeah <laughs> it's 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 fraught with danger this but there we are now martin cookson then came in uh his his setting is uh is all to do with the fey kingdoms um and you are brought into this issue uh which is that um the ley lines which are the things that actually power the fey realm are being switched off oh and they're being switched off every sort of uh periodically sometimes they are switched back on and sometimes they're off permanently okay now what he was sort of doing was he was saying that the the um the protagonist if you like why you're being involved is because the the fae are concerned that something is going on that they can't uh do something that, you know why why is it that magic isn't working anymore for them um and that there'll be sort of he was trying to develop this idea of it being the agency and there's a sort of a conspiracy in the background and i'll, t I'll tell you again i'll tell you <laughs> I'll tell you who the protagonist is because that's that's a doozy that one is. So the the premise is, ley lines are being switched off. Each of these each of these sort of segments would then be, who is switching off? Why is it being switched off? How can we help investigation? How can we restore it as well? Possibly if you've got geomancers in the group. Absolutely, yeah. So geomancy all, all came into it. really really good, really really good. Now, all of those fantastic but nook came in with he was talking about this being a sort of a toolbox campaign um but tied to something that has resonance not only now but in the past and what he said was he wanted it to be the great north road running from london to edinburgh and he said you could break it up then in, in a number of different ways either geographically obviously he, he cited doncaster as the most the most glamorous <laughs> oh, I mean, was great I, I based an entire campaign around doncaster once it's brilliant well it's not it's horrible we... no, sorry, no offense <laughs> it's not place, but... yeah those doncaster residents don't take offense please please I, I apologize yeah i have to go through now, here sometimes now this was the bit that actually and he won the vote by the way I, I'm, I'm spoiling spoilers he won the vote right he won the vote because what he said is there is a an underlying need 
to re-establish rights of favour and the diplomatic ties along the Great North Road from London to Edinburgh. Well, that's kind of brilliant. There's all sorts of room to deal with different factions. It doesn't matter what order they're yeah. doing it in. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, so he, 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 he was the one that we sort of, that's the one we really like to go with. And he also said, obviously, what there is within this is we could set a time limit. So you could almost do it as a sort of a, okay, your, your game time is maybe a month. I think we, in the end, we sort of came down to lunar month, but it was, you know, he was originally saying, well, seven days. It's like, well, hang on a second. But you, you could have lots of different enemies. You could have lots of different factions. And it's how it is that this safe passage rights are re-established for either the mundane or the liminal world. Hmm. So the Great North Road was the one that won the vote. And, but everyone's been up the A1 at some Absolutely. point in their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the, the other thing was, it, it, although that, that potentially may look a little bit linear, Actually, it might well be that the first set of rights you have to re-establish is at you know major crossroads in Yorkshire, whatever it might be. Yeah, you start off with Doncaster, sort of almost the centre of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I guess although there is a logical order proceeding up the road or down the road, it's a case of there's no particular order things have to be done in. I guess most of it. So the the bit that sort of really needed to be fleshed out was uh, a, a little bit more was. Um, why what is it um and and then also what uh what is it that you needed to sort out so each of the each of the sequences then can be something different and it can be a different sort of set of the the, the set of the uh, episode in in the in the campaign <laughs> there were some other things that then got added on which which is a, clearly we're going to have to have a gazetteer of motorway services <laughs> <laughs> they are themselves liminal spaces in the sense of that, aren't they? Really, you they're, they're not they're somewhere in between. They absolutely are. So it, again, it opened up all these really. I think the thing that everybody really liked was you could instantly see it. Now, I I, I do love Martin's idea of switching off the ley lines, um, and I like the the sort of the conceit, if you like, of of like the Sweeney procedural, you know, there being a, a reason for doing it. So, so that's where we had uh, the, the vote at that stage was about okay, if if it's the central premise, what's going on? What what is it we're going to do? So, how do you feel about that? I like it. I like it a lot. I do want to yeah. hear who the big bad is, though. This is what I'm just dangling this at me and not saying. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'll give I'll give you the runners and riders. Okay, so mine, uh, mine was. Um, Mine was going to be sort of a, a, more of the uh, the ghostly. I, I I had it down as a sort of a lich type character. I, I hadn't landed on anyone particularly, but a lich, you know. And, and it and it somebody else then. I think it was Ralph. I think it was Ralph that then gave the the addition to that of, well, of course, this would be somebody who might have come up with COVID or the rise in these sort of fascist. Uh, politicians or nationalist politicians like populist politicians over the last yeah. few years so again you know there's some stuff in the background there i think we can probably use but which is which is really good that that wasn't the winner now um nook had the uh a kind of character based 
roughly on this Condus Vaughan, you know, from the oh, Gay well, the, and Reach. Yes, the Guy and Reach thing, yeah. which of course we were talking about at the end of the through the last series. And it had to actually, be somebody. Actually, who... I'm playing that in a couple of months, with a couple of months, a couple of weeks with Jim. Oh, sweet! So... Oh, good. Well, that'd be good. Well, this was this was about someone who'd been stiffed somehow by these sorts of rites of passage, you know, having or wanted them not to be renewed. And you know, then there was a con- con- you know conversation about, well, okay, well, actually, then is it um, uh, is it because it's the uh, the union? You know, North and South of Scotland and 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 England, the the old union. Anyway, but it, it, it was good. But he, he he sort of the one bit he was quite keen to do was to say, actually, um, you don't know who that villain is. It could almost be somebody stood next to you. It could almost be somebody within your group, sort of thing. So, but we needed to sort of flesh that out a bit. I think I think we've got a bit carried away by that stage. So some sort of faceless uh, manipulator, effectively, who's just everywhere. Yeah, him, sort of whispering about nationalism and all these Absolutely. things and all that business. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, excuse me, <coughs> but we may have found somebody else for this. So, Ralph. Ralph was very keen on it being uh, his particular section being having been based in the Fey realm, so he was sort of looking for somebody who would be, um, and again this is coming out of his, his sort of uh, liminal Sweeney idea, but it would be the Fey realm who is sort of trying to you know make a make landing in uh, in the real world, and there was some there was some good bit, but by then he'd everybody had started to add to other bits and pieces other people's stuff so. It sounds good though. It sounds like it's more like a sort of group brainstorming thing than actually the formal sort of vote type structure, which is brilliant. Yeah. So, and it was good, and and I think that's how the rest of the series probably ought to develop. You know, it's okay. Well, what, what now? How does it fit in with what can we? How can we add to this? What's and again, the underpinning bit, which is what is the wow moment, and the fun, that, that I think is the, has to be the underpinning in each of the segments, each of the sections. And hopefully for the whole campaign, there will be something that makes you go, wow, that's good. As opposed to, what the hell is that? It's always, no. it's always it's a fine line to tread. <laughs> so, what do we have next? I'll give you the one that didn't win. Okay. And then I'll give you the one that did. Now, the one that didn't win which was fantastic, was Martin Cookson's ley lines, okay? And he explains it significantly better than me, but on on the pod he sort of said, uh, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but it's, it's something along the lines of, well, how would you know where a ley line goes? And yeah, I'm really sure. He said, well, supposing that, you know, you could map them, supposing that there were trig points aren't actually, you know, some sort of method of, of locating yourself within the, what if they're switches, okay? And then he came up with the faction that I think we need to talk about. His, his big bad was going to be William Roy, who started... The Ordnance Survey. (laughs) 
so it's making everything very mundane and concrete sort of pinning it down is that the idea absolutely yeah. the, the big bad was william roy who 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 had somehow been made immortal but so the but the ordnance survey bit was just it, as you said it's so mundane you sort of think what a brilliant way of hiding a liminal not an faction. awful lot of information he's gathering like about everywhere yeah 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 and and a perfect cover what, what the hell are you doing here oh ordnance survey you know we've, but it's perfect because he's got so much information from this genius so that's the new faction okay now yes, it, oh, I, like, also... I like it a lot i like the faction idea fantastic excellent so what what we, what we would do then is uh obviously we're gonna have to flesh that bit out as well so that, they can have all sorts of information for example like huge amounts see the thing that them came out of it was they would also know what the rites of passage would be from london to edinburgh so, so either they're the ones who are disrupting it or people you have to go to to find out and they're probably well, not very cooperative absolutely and they might want favors in return yeah everything's spinning off here yeah obligations all over which which yeah, fantastic, fantastic. The one who won it. Uh, it originally, Martin was sort of talking about, you know, whether whether it would be sort of Dick Turpin or something. I think that was his thing. But he he was the one who came out with this new hidden consultancy. And what he was saying was that this this idea of this consultancy was that they were going to be sort of a little bit more like the. Um, in modern days it's consultancy but it may have been somebody who invested in you know the east india company or you know the uh, was it moscow trade something or other wasn't it yeah and i suppose uh, even things doing things that are sort of relevant to well past concerns that come up in the present you could tie it into the slave trade and things like that couldn't you absolutely and 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 had you know continue the really good thing for the way that this a1 north road bit was working was and how you could tie it in he said uh, his big bad isn't necessarily John D, but John D had seven sons, didn't he? Ah. And the seventh son of John D, I think I'm writing saying was Alistair D, but I, I will check that out. But what he was saying was essentially it was like it was the John D consultancy. And of course, he was the advisor to Good Queen Bess. Yeah, but then then got incredibly short shrift, and in fact, if you think about the old, uh, who, who was most obsessed with witches, yeah, James the first and sixth, James the first and sixth. So we have the big protagonist who would want to ruin the union, Scotland and England, uh, has built up this massive empire, you know, this shadowy empire, clearly because he he's, has magical influence, he's going to know what these rites of passage sort of thing were, or you know, the treaties and everything else, who would be the ideal person to be the big bad. And there's all sorts of funds with sort of the various, well, D stories you could tie into. I mean, people like Edward Kelly and things like that, people like that, for example. Yeah. Now, Kelly's got to still be around, surely. Of course. Of course. Yeah, another, idea, another, idea, another notion that struck me is, of course, before the roads and the railways, the big transportation network was the canals. Yeah. I can sort of see the Fae quite liking canals and okay, being a bit yeah. put out by the roads. 
maybe some deals were made that have come unraveled because of that. Yeah, you've got the Grand Union Canal, haven't you, and things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's again another north-south route. So. Sorry, I'm just getting carried away now. It's good stuff. <laughs> it was good. I, you know, clearly time is not always going to allow, but it'd be fantastic for you to 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 be there. It was honestly, it was it was it, really good fun, really good fun. So so that that sort of basic premises, it's Nook's uh, Great North Road. I'll, I will put all of this down on a because I'm going to have to do a, like a briefing sheet almost for every single episode that we go to. Um, but our big bad is this the John D consultancy. And what they're looking to do is is to have some sort of breakdown in the union, which could just simply be you know malice. But we, we can we can make that, that certainly a deeper a deeper kind of uh, deeper kind of thing with uh, the ordnance survey being involved. Whether it's tangentially, you know, they are either members of or consultants to. The ordnance survey, or whether you know, it actually turns out the ordnance survey, the bad, bad boys. Um, yeah. No, I like I like the idea, and I like the idea that say D's I mean, D is at least it's hinted at that he's of course with part of the Order of Merlin. Sorry, the yeah. Council of Merlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can see something, for example, his son being cut out. You know, not properly trained in magic, not accepted because, well. Frankly, he was too batshit, probably, effectively. But maybe we can get better, but get a bit better than that, and therefore that resentment springs from that. Okay, if I can quote that. So, look, the exact wording to go in the campaign would be: John D's son was just batshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and did, of course, inherit the bulk of his father's magical power, probably more than any of his other kids. But yeah, he was, alas, not trusted. The whatever reason, the seventh son, and the. Uh, and and the, the spin-off of that is when was the blasted ordnance survey formed? Jacobite. Ah, okay. And that's so, another fun thing to go. And of course, all these sort of nasty historical events and massacres, that could be tied in with various ghosts. Couldn't they just quite happily? Yeah. I was thinking uh, so when we were going through, I was sort of then thinking about, well, oh, okay. I then leapt ahead at least sort of two generations thinking English Civil War. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but as you say, canals got to come in there. So it's good. Truly good fun. It, is, it, it sounds like, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry I wasn't able to be there at the time. That's okay. So we've got on the, uh, on the next episode, uh, uh, which I'm hoping you will be able to make, um, I hope so. Safe one, sir. It's uh, K and Cat. Excellent. Who are, again, you know, both really sort of. Uh, I think they'll come up, come at it with really different approaches, which would be great. Uh, and then we have uh, Matt Matt Broom, uh, yes. and Mark Willoughby as well. Excellent. Because Mark is also very creative. So, well, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got his novel for Christmas, so. I should read it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. So yeah, good. Good. You happy with that? I'm very happy. Yeah. No, it's just that was really exciting. Good start point, isn't it? Oh, there were some other questions. Sorry. Some other questions that we asked. Uh, where are we? We we sort of had a look at you know things like numbers of chapters and kind of how um how they might sort of be defined. So we've 
although there's going to be some sort of time limit in the background. And and I guess it would depend on whether or not we can, because I was I was quite interested in bringing in from uh, Pax Londinium. Neil had done the bit about chronomancy, hadn't he? Yes, that's a good idea. And yeah. how it integrates that. I mean, and another me thing in terms of the time limit, I mean, you could, of course, have a ticking clock where you say at certain times various disasters are happening. And it could be, yeah. again, the obvious thing, it'd be sort of ecological disasters, crop failures and things like that, or freak weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I think yeah. there could also be, how shall I put it, affecting the national psyche. Yeah. People just somehow getting meaner and, you know, supporting, you know, nasty political things. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, the Great North Road diverts to Somerset North. <laughs> Indeed. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. So the uh, the actual events themselves, or, or the renewal or non-renewal, maybe of the treaties, means issues issues arise. That can be quite persuading. So we were sort of thinking about you know the way how how that sort of the definition of each of the chapters might work. It'd be sort of got factions involved, place, event. What the denouement is, I guess. But, but so we came down to an idea that we, the the campaign itself would probably be five chapters, and maybe one big sort of final denouement kind of thing. That sounds good. That makes sense. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So it was the coherent so, strategy. Probably that's good because it's actually a nice because it's sort of the scope's not so big that you yeah. won't do it. No. No, it's not like saying you know it's or I don't know the newer version of Master Nyanathotep or Horror on the Orient Express where you've got these sort of huge box sets of books for the yeah. campaign. No, something like this is going to get written, which is good. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, then, then the other thing was it, within each of those chapters that there has to be a coherent strategy for whoever the opponent is. Yeah, you know, so if if it is you know John D or Alistair D or whatever Alec D or whatever his name is. Uh, you know, how is he reacting each time it happens? And and there was this, this idea of this from Mask Witches. There's the tracker of predestination. I think uh, Ralph was sort of describing it as you know one pebble up, and uh, you know, uh, but that that could tie in with this idea of uh, what happens, what's the effect on the national psyche. Yeah, I think I don't know. I mean, that's maybe something I'm suddenly passionate about there okay so i don't want to necessarily force that in but the, like i said the ecological and weather disasters are easy to yeah 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 no, that's fair, factors. fair okay uh, the scope of the campaign well because it's the north run the, the north run the great the great north run. The great north run yeah that, that yeah. needs to feature in that surely in one chapter <laughs> maybe was it brendan foster who put that in, yeah. in place, no, this, well this sort of geomantic ritual of the great north run it can't be disrupted otherwise all sorts will break down like it <laughs> look that'll be the newcastle gateshead version great north run goes in goes in the mix uh but obviously it's national what we did what we did say it was this idea of 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 drawing in it, it works with other dimensions as well you know with the sort of fey realm and, and, and yeah, so absolutely on. and particularly with the, the chronomancy i think I'm, I'm quite keen to 
to bring that bit out as well. I thought that I, I really like that. I, I like that as a game mechanic almost. Is it? It's yeah, it's a really fun idea, isn't it? It's sort of a... yeah, it is a good idea. Um, the other question I had was: Do we involve all the factions, or do we limit them in any way? And the idea was: Well, no. I think, limit it. I think. I think the thing is: I mean, be organic. Don't force a faction in if it doesn't yeah. fit. I mean, I think probably if you want this sort of, if you're doing this as sort of how shall I put it, the Great Liminal Campaign, yeah, you'd probably want all the supernatural creatures, beings to appear. Not all of them, I mean, but each group. So you'd want fae, you'd want vampires, you want werewolves, and you want ghosts to be involved somewhere. Yep. But I don't think necessarily you'd need every single faction. Be organic with it. Yeah. Good. And then this idea of uh, what what the time scale for it would be, you know, not not you know how long is it going to take you to play it, but uh, it was the idea of it being a lunar cycle. So very so very fast in that sense, sort of having it yeah. in sort of everything in twenty eight days. Yeah, and uh, one of the things I sort of subsequently was thinking about how would that how because if you wanted it to play out over a period of time, you know, real world as as a you know a, a set of um, uh, a set number of sessions almost you could say okay well we're going to do either well we're going to try and do two chronological days in the campaign and that will be one session and then yeah maybe you could yeah, i think it's an interesting out. thing isn't it it's a question of the again compromise between sense of urgency which you obviously having that short time frame will build in yep. and also things like i suppose effectively you know recovery time from any injuries and things like that you might want to yeah yeah, might want to build it in there, yeah. So it was good. It was good fun. Really good. But yeah, if you have to, but if you say at the start, saying, oh, well, yes, this has got to be completed within 10 years, there won't be the urgency. <laughs> no, it was how you could then, the bit that I was sort of pondering in my mind was, how does it become apparent that there's a time limit on it? And I was trying to think, I, I couldn't remember whether King James had processed from Edinburgh to London. I've got a feeling he did it very, very quickly. If only there was some form of looking things up <laughs> at a moment's device. notice. Well, yeah. using a magical device of looking things up to talk to you, that's no use. <laughs> well, indeed. <laughs> It was just thinking... to multitask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so how he possessed to London would be another one. So yeah, you know, I have to say I was, uh, I, I really when I, I when I started out, I said look, I'll go first and say what I sort of wanted to do, and I kind of didn't explain everything that I'd got to, you know, in my locker and everything else. And I kind of thought, well, I should, uh, maybe I should have made a bit, a bit, a bit bigger play of it. But it was fantastic. I mean, to come up with three or four brilliant no, ideas. It's a good idea. I mean, the whole thing is a brainstorming exercise, really, isn't it? Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, Frankenstein's yeah. RPG would just be murp. Let's be honest. <laughs> or, or indeed, as has been said before, liminal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fair. There's no pre, no predestination here at all. So. Yeah, what do you think? No, I like it. I'm I'm really excited by this. I'm excited by the next episode, seeing what's going on. Yeah. I actually yeah. just want to read it now. I mean, 
People should just Similarly. get on with it and write it. Similarly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's let's do it. So I thought <laughs> the, the, the other bits I was going to then sort of, and I, I've, I've sort of spoken to, to a couple of the guys subsequently. And uh, well, actually, they they volunteered themselves. Nook and, and Martin had come back and said, look, you know, genuinely if you need a hand with doing anything thing of this and what i thought i might do is is is, is do let's go through the the sort of the series and try and get as much as we can down and you know make make it look sensible yeah well, i think you're the manager uh, for this process and it's a question of who you're bringing in to yeah you know consult with or write sections yeah, absolutely yeah so i i think what we're doing all people, the writing you know it's a question isn't it yeah, I, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but <laughs> mainly because I've I've started a new job, so I'm a bit sort of uh, I'm a bit rushing around with that at the minute. But um, so ideally, it'd be lovely to get lots of people involved in doing bits and pieces. And is that does that look right? You know, and and having a bit of an editorial process as well would be great. Yeah, so you put yourself in as basically yeah, as basically head editor sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and then but. But again, what I am very, very conscious of, and I know you know you've, you've been you've been extremely kind in sort of letting us have this. You know, I am conscious. I don't want to do something that then, at the end of it all, you just go, do you know what? Uh, I'm not not a big fan of it. So I have said that at every stage, you know, there is an there is an editorial button which at any I, stage you can just go. Uh, not I appreciate it. that, and I think I like the idea. I mean, it's effectively I'm being consulted at each stage, and that's. All I can ask for, really. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> well, so uh, we'll try and we'll try and sequence the next one, so so you can be on it. Be good. Perfect. Good. All right. Okay. Cheers, Dave. Thanks, Paul. Mm-hmm.